global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are retreating from records as results from companies including Intel and Southwest Airlines disappoint. The S&P 500 index slumping 11 points to 2161, a drop there of 5 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 22, a drop of 5 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials down 114 points, a drop of 6 tenths of 1%. The 10-year up 5.30 seconds, yield there 1.56%. Gold up 10.60 the ounce now to 13.29, a gain of 8 tenths of 1%. And crude oil falling a dollar six a barrel. West Texas Intermediate Crude now at 44.69, a drop there of 2.3%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Senator Ted Cruz strongly defended his refusal to endorse Donald Trump during his Republican National Convention speech in Cleveland last night. Here to tell us more is Hector Barreto. He is the chairman of the Latino Coalition, also the former U.S. Small Business Administrator. Hector was the 21st Administrator. Hector, thank you very much for being with us. I know you're joining us from Cleveland. I wonder if you could give us your impressions of Ted Cruz's speech last night. Well, I think it started off very good. Uh, you know, people seem to be very receptive. You heard that he got a nice reception. But as he went on, it started becoming clear that he really wasn't talking about Donald Trump. And, and obviously there was an anticipation in the audience that he was going to endorse Donald Trump and he did not do that. And so I think that's one of the things that kind of, you know, sucked up all the oxygen in the room because when Pence came up later, even though he gave a great presentation, that's not the, the news story today. It's all about uh, uh, Ted Cruz and, and how he's not supporting Donald Trump. And do you think that that will make any difference to any of the groups that Donald Trump is looking to appeal to? Well, you know, there are still a number of Republicans that are on that fence. And uh, if you listen to uh, Ted Cruz's uh, speech, he gave them a rationale of, you know, voting their conscience and, you know, what, what he wanted to see in a presidential candidate. And obviously the implication is, is that Donald Trump doesn't possess that. But it's not just the people in that room. I mean, there are millions and millions of folks that are still undecided. We just did a poll on Hispanic voters, Hispanic Republican voters, and only 40 percent of them say that they're sure that they're going to support Donald Trump. So more than half of you know, typical Republican voters in the Hispanic community uh, are not even sure that they can vote for Donald Trump. I wonder if you have any thoughts about Ralph Alvarado. He is a state senator from Kentucky. He addressed the convention last night before Ted Cruz. Yes, I thought he did a very nice job. I heard the entire speech. Uh, he finished off the, the speech in Spanish, which was a little surprising because, you know, I attended a lot of conventions where there are a lot of Spanish speakers, but I didn't think we were going to hear Spanish at this convention, and really making an appeal to the Hispanic community to vote with him and support Donald Trump. I did, I thought he did a nice job. Did you hear what was necessary in order to bolster your enthusiasm for small business? Well, we haven't heard that a lot. You know, we know that Donald Trump is a successful businessman, but, you know, there are a lot of uh, specificity and business environment issues around regulation, taxation, health care costs. How are we going to really start creating the jobs that our economy needs? Small businesses, we've talked many times before, is really the engine that produces those jobs. We're not hearing a lot about 
small business plans. There were some small business speakers there. But, again, you're really dealing still at the 30,000-foot view. And if they're going to close the deal, if they're going to get people really excited about them, they really need to start focusing a little bit more on detailed plans and really reaching out to a lot more people than just the people that were in the room last night. Now, uh, President George W. Bush nominated you as the administrator of the U.S. Small Business uh, Administration. I wonder if you could comment on the fact that there are at least not any known Bush uh, family members attending the, uh, the convention. Well, those campaigns and those conventions and that administration were very, very different. I mean, I worked very closely with George W. Bush. The first speech of his campaign, he gave it at my organization. It was called a speech called Leave No Child Behind, and that was a year before the election. The biggest event at the 2000 convention was the first event, which was an Hispanic event. So we're obviously in a very different territory. Uh, you know, George W. Bush understood how to reach out to Hispanics and communicate with them in a conservative way without compromising his principles. And that's something that a lot of politicians still don't understand how to do. Do you feel that Jeb Bush would have been a more, well, friendly candidate to the interests of small business, particularly those uh, owned by minorities? I'm not objective about this. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jeb Bush. Uh, I was on his campaign earlier this year. I worked with him when I was in the administration, and he was the governor of Florida. These are not issues that you have to explain to Jeb Bush. He understands them very loud and clear, obviously. He has an Hispanic family as well that he loves and he's very proud of. And by the way, he speaks fluent, perfect Spanish, so there's not an issue with translation for him either. So obviously very different candidates. We're a very different time. But, you know, the, the message that we're communicating to our members is right now is the time that people are really going to focus in on what decision they're going to make. I mean, 40 percent are already decided one way or the other. 20 percent are in the middle. And we want people to be involved in this uh, election. We don't want them to stay home. We want them to make a decision. And we want them to have as much information as they can. And that's why we did this poll. And, by the way, if anybody's interested in getting it, the latinocoalition.com, you can download the poll and find out what the survey and what's on the mind of these Hispanic Republican voters. Are you looking for any more details about the economic plans from the Republicans uh, during this last day at the convention? Well, I mean, again, it would be nice. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they've been talking about different things in different days, and tonight's supposed to be about unity, so I'm not sure that we're going to hear a lot of specificity. But, look, they're going to have to be specific in the debates. They're going to have to be specific in reaching out to these different communities over these next three months if they're really going to want to attract those voters. And, by the way, Hispanic voters, just like any other voters, are not monolithic voters. It's not one issue that's important to them. Too many times both parties think, oh, it's the Hispanic community. We've got to talk about immigration. Immigration isn't even a top five issue. It's the economy. It's education. It's health care. Uh, and, and increasingly, by the way, national security is at the top of the list on Hispanic voters' minds. That should not be a surprise. We're all concerned about things that are happening in our country and things that are happening around the world. So the politicians are going to need to get a lot more uh, effective in being able to talk to a lot of different issues to these very important and growing communities. You know, there's a million Hispanics that turn 18 every year, and that will continue on for the next decade or more. There's not a community that you can ignore, at least not at your own peril, 
if you want to win elections in the future. We're speaking with Hector Barreto. He is the chairman of the Latino Coalition. He's joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, the site of the Republican National Convention. I understand also that in, you had a breakfast uh, today uh, at the um, a convention, uh, the event. And I'm wondering if you could tell me about some of the people that attended. I've, uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Yeah, uh, he, he, was, he was phenomenal. It was actually yesterday, Jim. I beg your and, pardon. Uh, it, it was the, the day after his big speech, so everybody was buzzing about this uh, this, this presentation that he, he made, this argument that he made that we thought was very powerful and effective. You know, Chris Christie's somebody that we worked with for a number of years. He talked about a trade mission that we took together to Mexico. He talked about how he got 51% of the Hispanic vote. I mean, Chris Christie's somebody that really gets it. He understands. And he's close to Donald Trump, so I'm hoping that Donald Trump will take Chris Christie's advice and Newt Gingrich's advice. Newt Gingrich is another person we've worked with. Mike Pence has been with us before. So there are people around Donald Trump that understand these issues and can be very, very effective in reaching out to these communities if they're allowed to. Another attendee, I believe, was uh, the Mexican ambassador, Carlos Sada. We had uh, Carlos Sada with us actually in Washington. He was going to be here, but I think you know that the president of Mexico is visiting with Obama. Yes. I believe it's tomorrow at the White House. That's so the schedule. Carlos Sada got called out right at the, at the last minute. But Carlos Sada is somebody that we know, we've worked with. Uh, he's a great leader, a great representative for Mexico. And at the end of the day, look, we have issues with all kinds of countries around the world, but we're not going to change our neighbor to the south. So we're going to need to work very closely with this administration and, and the Mexican administration. And where we disagree, we need to talk about that. But we also need to focus on the things that we do agree on. And unfortunately, especially in this election cycle, we're only talking about the things that we disagree on. We're not talking about the things that where we could work together and really create opportunities for all Americans. Now, you helped stage that welcoming event for uh, George Bush uh, in 2000. I think you were the what, the sergeant at arms? Well, I was a sergeant at arms. I was a delegate. Obviously, I was a, a surrogate for a George W. Bush. That was before he got elected. It was a phenomenal event, and, and, it, and it was an important event because it showed the unity of the party. The first event was the Hispanic event. It was on the steps of the Philadelphia Museum, you know, where the famous Rocky statue's at. And you know who one of the guests of honors was? John McCain, who had run a very uh, a, a competitive race against George W. Bush. They came together at that first event. Uh, to provide a unified front. In 2004, we did the New York Convention. Uh, there were more Hispanic delegates, I think, in Philadelphia and New York than we've ever had before. There were hundreds of Hispanics that served on the uh, campaign teams and obviously in the administration. That's not a, 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 a secret or a mistake that George W. Bush got 44% of the Hispanic vote in 2004. But you know what has happened since then. That vote share has been going down, and we've been losing elections. And until we fix that problem, I don't know when we're going to win our next election. Hector Barreto is the chairman of the Latino Coalition, former administrator of the U.S. Small Business Administration. Thank you very much for joining us from Cleveland. I'm Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.